Hello again, everyone. Moms and dads, boys and girls, welcome to the chatter. I'm Tom Oglesby. Mark Hager's in the house. Episode 65, as we record on this Monday, the 7th of November in the year of our Lord 2022. This is the eve of uh, one of the great elections in our republic. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Remember, Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today started out looking good, but uh, Christopher Wendt has been rescheduled. Christopher from the uh, consecration to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary by way of of, uh, St. Louis de Montfort. That's been pushed. By the way, we're still expecting a couple... um, boxes of those consecration books here which will be in because we started the consecration Saturday Saturday. the 5th of November Mark so uh, boy it's good to hear the consecration back on the air yes indeed yes indeed this will uh, culminate on the feast of the Immaculate Conception December December 8th good stuff going on there yes indeed so and uh, so Christopher's not here, and uh, neither is uh, Brad Markham, the greater. <laughs> and Colleen is, uh, they're busy at Mary's Inn. Lots of things yeah. going on over at Mary's Inn as we uh, save, some, well, save some lives. Yeah, we hope, we hope that's the case here going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, Had a great show last week with Keith Nestor. I owe Colleen a, uh, an apology here. we got to bring Keith back. We came into the second segment of last week's episode, and Colleen wanted to get a conversion story, and I thought, let's do that. But before we do that, let's have Keith pray about the, the uh, Annunciation. At one point I called it the Assumption, but it's, it's the Annunciation, the first joyful mystery. I thought Keith would give us about a minute and a half. He gave us 14 minutes. <laughs> oh, gee. We never did get to his conversion story, and poor Colleen was there. What happened to this guy? So, oh boy, yeah. I uh, I'm eating crow, and rescheduling uh, Keith Nestor for his uh, his encore presentation. And by the way, we want to talk about his. Uh, he's got the trip in January to Mexico City with. Um, why do I lose my dates here? You know the one I'm talking about, Mark. He's going down to Mexico City with uh, the priest here. Did you ever get so organized, Mark? It's right here in front of you. Yeah, it's of it under those papers someplace. It's under those papers. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, get back to that, but it's, uh, it's coming up here in the bellowing ox. What do you got? Well, I'm going to lead off with, uh, you know, um, I think which is is finally you know maybe a year and a half two years too late but um bishop laurie 
who's on the uh, Pro-Life Activities uh, Board mm-hmm. with the Knights of Columbus and also with the uh, USCCB, finally came out with a statement. Um, finally. And I say that because we've been waiting for this for a long time. And I'll just read it here, what he said. <clears throat> the president is gravely wrong to continue to seek every possible avenue to facilitate to facilitate facilitate abortion instead of using his power to increase support and care to mothers in challenging situations this single-minded extremism must end and we implore president biden to recognize the humanity in pre-born children and the genuine life-giving care needed by women in this country as pastors who deal daily with tragic impacts of abortion we know that abortion is a violent act which ends the life of preborn children and wounds untold numbers of women. The Catholic Church wishes to continue our work with our government and our leaders to protect the right of every human being and to ensure that pregnant and parenting mothers are fully supported in their care of their children before and after birth. And I think, finally, finally, they have come out and said something positive in, instead of sitting on their hands, in which they have done for a year and a half now. No, they've done this for... Yeah, it's 60 years. but For 60 years. Yeah, but seriously, I mean, Biden said the first thing on my agenda is to, you know, promote abortion in this country. And I, 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 f- I feel so sad for him, you know, feel so sorry for him. And one of the... Uh, Father Alar, in his uh, homily this last weekend, Chris Alar, Chris Alar said, "From the Fathers of Mercy, we need or to, the uh, we immaculate, yeah, immaculate, uh, Mer- uh, anyhow, but Marian of the Immaculate yeah, Conception, yeah." M-I-C. And he said, "We need to continue to pray for President Biden and all those people that are pushing this on the. We that's our job is we have to pray for them." For their well, we conversion. have to pray for them. We have to evangelize them, and we have to love them. We need to have the charity that Christ has for them. And that's difficult. <clears throat> Excuse me. I readily admit that's difficult. But Bishop Laurie, I think, took some heat on this. Well, I'm sure he probably did. But, you know, the thing that I find interesting and sad at the same point is that um, I looked online today to see where any of our bishops in Iowa stood, and there's nothing, not one word out there about any of this. So, you know, I don't know. If they're going to come out with a statement, I don't know. But Well, they, uh, the Iowa bishops came out, or at least some of the Iowa bishops came out in the last 12 months and said that they wouldn't weaponize the Eucharist, that this was, that they wouldn't deny the Eucharist to politicians that held views on abortion that are contrary to the constant teaching of the Catholic Church. The uh, the Didache, which is one of the very early first century church documents, I mean, this goes back to John Polycarp and and, uh, Irenaeus, speaks specifically about the sins of, of abortion. And what Chris Ayler said today in, 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 in his homily over the weekend is, this is not a political issue. 
It's a moral issue. So we can talk about it from the pulpit now that their bishops have finally come well, out and said something about let, it. Let know. me ask you provocatively, because this is the chatter. Let's be provocative on this. Do the bishops have a moral voice in the public square any longer? Well, obviously they do. Bishop Lori came out and said it. There's so, one in a row. Yeah, one in a row. And we got some priests that are coming out and finally saying it and have said it. But, you know, but, now now it's like Chris Halar said, Father Chris, he said, now we can stand up and say this at the pulpit without any repercussions because the Catholic bishops have come out and said this. So now it's... Well, Lori did. Is he speaking yeah. on behalf of the conference? Yes. Bishops? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So Back, back to my provocative uh, point, though. Does the public square view the bishops as the moral authority in the United States? And I, 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 I would say no. I don't think they do. And because they have been silent for so long, why all of a sudden, you know? Use it or lose it? Yeah. That's kind of where I stand with it, and I, you know, I would agree with you. I think that's probably where you stand. It's, you know, silence is deadly, and it has been deadly for 60 years. Well, there's a legal precedent that says uh, silence on an issue condones the issue. Exactly. That's yeah. the that's the legal precedent. When you are silent on an issue, your your silence is to be viewed and understood as as assenting to the conversation. Right. Yep. If you don't speak out against it, it it's it's not a condemnation. Right. It's silence is an affirmation. And I think it was interesting that, you know, this just came out, what, you know, a few days before the election. You know, where was it six months ago? Where was it a year ago, you know? Well, here's the challenge. If you've done this now for three or four generations, let's just draw the line um, 49 years to row, 60 years since the uh, council. You've got two or three generations, maybe more, four generations of Catholics who have not heard their bishop nor any bishop speak out denouncing abortion as a grave mortal sin. Mortal meaning you die, die. you go to hell. Yeah. So these generations of Catholics have heard silence and their consciences now, if they have one, are... Uh, disformed. There's deformity in in their conscience. Now, praise God, Bishop Laurie, Arch, is it Archbishop Laurie? No, Where's he on? No, just Bishop. He's over yeah. in uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore's an archdiocese. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Time is short. The The end of the world comes for everyone, some sooner than others here. Yeah. You know, and it's not just, uh, you know, we all, we, all, we often talk about abortion here on this show and, and uh, the consequences and everything else, but it's also, you know, this, when you look at it from the male standpoint, sterilization mm -hmm. and everything else that we do on our side, on, our, on the male part, is... 
to avoid, you know, creating children right. is also a mortal sin, you know. Sure it is. Well, we need to have a show on um, on just ho- the whole responsibility of what it means to be made in the image and likeness of God. I mean, he told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. We're here to populate the earth, to populate the kingdom of God in heaven with saints. And um, that's why it's a mortal sin to contracept, not to participate in God's will, and to kill children, which is abortion. Yep. Yeah. And one of the, I think it was Father Mark in his homily that's, uh, that's also on YouTube this week, is he said when, when Jesus comes, he's going to say, where are my children? Mm-hmm. Where are my children? And, you know, when you think of that, it's like, wow, <laughs> pretty profound because it goes for men and women, you know. Yeah. We are all complicit, and as I said earlier, the end of the world comes for all of us yep. sooner than later for yes. some of us. Exactly. You know, I can tell when you read that, Mark, it really hits you personally. Yeah. This, this really means something to you. Well, I'm not a big fan of Bishop or Archbishop Lori, but, uh, you know, and he's even as our fraternal uh, order of bishops in the Knights of Columbus, I've not been a big fan of his in the past, uh, but this, this really did hit home today. So, Well, being a bishop and a priest... Being a dad and a mom is not easy. Nobody said, uh, you know, Christ said, take up your cross and follow me daily. Didn't say grab a pillow and hang out in the corner. Yeah. Got to make these statements. We'll we'll see what kind of an impact uh, this happens. This came out since the first of the month. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, I, I just hope that all the other, you know, bishops in the United States get a hold of this and take it to heart well they know and, it. they know it yeah well bishops don't live in foxholes they know, know what's going on in yeah. every diocese in the country here yeah. this doesn't catch them by surprise yep so what else you got anything well, uh just quickly i'm just going to hit on one thing that we're going to do before we close this segment out um the Power of Prayer Chapel is in need of a doors, and we've often said it on this show and stuff, but as winter approaches, um, a lot of people leave and head south, you know, <laughs> snowbirds and stuff. So we're putting together a beautiful flyer that's going to be inserted in many, many of the bulletins throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the community here, uh, probably towards the end of this month. And uh, asking for new adorers to step up and, and take either an hour or substitute an hour and stuff like that. And uh, we hope that, you know, with all everything that's going on in this country and around the world, that many people will step up and, and, and take, a, you know, take an hour or come in and substitute for, you know, an hour a week, an hour a month, whatever they want to do. But, you know, we need people in the pews praying and asking for our Lord's intercession on all the stuff that's going on in this country. You know, you're hitting it right at the right time here. So, yeah, there are snowbirds 
excuse me, um, there's some people that just don't like to travel. I mean, as, as some of the elderly, quit looking at me that way, Mark. Um, <laughs> when winter comes, you got snow, you got ice, you got diminished daylight. You know, we're going to get down to eight or nine hours of uh, daylight here soon. So, you know, we get that, and you need to step up. The number one request of most every Catholic is, I wish my children and my grandchildren, my wife, my husband, would return to the faith. That petition before the Blessed Sacrament, our Blessed Lord, is, is very powerful. You need to get it out. We were talking before the uh, record button hit, Mark. We're recording Monday. This is the 7th of, of November. Right now, on Monday, there are people all over the tri-states, all across the country, that are college football fans, and they're making plans for college football Saturday and pro football Sunday. You get my point here. Yep. People, you, you spend time and you make time for the activities and the people that are important to you. If you're not making time for Christ, he's not important to you. And you heard me say this on the show a couple of weeks ago, and there was something, I, I said, you, you know, people really do not love Jesus. I'm going to say it again. You really don't like Jesus. If you're not making time, if, if all you can give is 45 or 50 minutes on Sunday, and that's one out of five that are going, a lot of people aren't going. Right. In some parishes are beginning to rebound. I don't know any parish that has surpassed attendance before 2020. No. Before I, the big C hit. Yeah. We're going to talk more about this when we get back. This is the end of segment one of show number 65. Mark Hager's in the chatterbox. We'll be back right after this. the chatterbox mark hager is our guest here today it was a somber segment number one but i think um it's a somber topic we uh ran up against the break mark on the topic of we spend time with those things and those people that we love we make time for them and it's quite apparent that I said it before and it, it hopefully it's it's the wake-up call catholics really don't like Jesus Christ. If you're not making, I mean, if you can't be there every Sunday, it is a mortal sin. It is number number three yep. on the list. Yep. And um, But you got Halloween plans. We just had Halloween. People are yep. already sending out Thanksgiving. They've got airline tickets, Christmas plans, New Year's Eve. <laughs> and you don't have a plan for this Sunday, or for tonight before sundown, are you going to pray a rosary? Are you going to, you know, it's got to be, 
It's got to be, Mark, this is it. It's been in the uh, chatter. This is addition by subtraction. You've got to get rid of something in your life. You've got to get rid of some things in your life. Who, who would really give up? And I understand Saturday is one of the hardest, if not the hardest day of the week to staff. Uh, a, yeah. Who would give up college football to go to the Adoration Chapel? Well, not many apparently because we. Got well, here's a, the point. We got. 12. Do you like the Hawkeyes, the Badgers, the Bears, the the Packers, more than Jesus Christ? We have twelve open hours on Saturdays, twelve out of twenty-four. What's that tell you? I'm telling and you, folks. Is, yeah. The world ends for all of us. Some of us sooner than later. The end of the world is coming, and if the if the, uh, I mean, you, let's be brutal. Well, you like the Hawkeyes better than you love Jesus Christ. Well, think about this. No, no one's even promised tomorrow. So why are, why are you making plans for Thanksgiving and Christmas when you're not even promised the day tomorrow? And look at the obituaries. How many people? I, I looked at the, these the other day, and it was just amazing. It say? was amazing how many people died suddenly. Died suddenly. Think yeah. about think about Sud- that. Suddenly and unexpectedly yeah, is, exactly. the, is yeah. the word in the last 20 months. Yeah, exactly. You are not promised tomorrow. So think about that in the terms of wh- where's your priorities stand? You know, it's, you know, we got to make time for Jesus. If we're making we you uncomfortable, folks, it's not by accident. Think about what's going on. Think We're on the eve of the election. By the time this airs on Saturday uh, this weekend here, the 12th and Sunday the 13th, and again on the 18th, the, the election is supposed to be over. It's by supposed then. to be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Biden said it's going to be drug yeah. out. Though. Yeah, we might have to keep counting. Yeah. That's a whole other show. But the other... You, 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 know. get, you get the government that you deserve, a lazy electorate a lazy laity you get the kind of bishops you deserve and you get the kind of politicians you deserve and you know if you're if you're you're looking at at the blessed trinity father son and holy ghost and saying you ain't that important to me god well he's going to give you what you want that's right And and just take a look at the ballot what do you got to choose from? What's Bishop Laurie finally speaking about? Yeah, exactly. It finally, you know. Wake and up, you know, America. And uh, I'll be in adoration at midnight tonight. So at twelve oh one, what are we getting tonight? Yeah, there you 12, go. The blood moon. The blood moon. Wow, is that a? Where's the prophet Joel <laughs> oh, when yeah, you need him? Exactly. What What's going to happen tomorrow? You know the. The full moon, blood moon tonight, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. What's, what does that mean? Does that mean a red wave is coming, or does that mean the blood of the innocents is coming through abortion? Wow. You know, it, that, it can go either way. We pray that the red wave comes and that we can stomp out this abortion. Well, what we, well we we got to pray for, I hate to get, one color or the other, one party or the other, because that's, you know, it's got to be the kingdom of God. We pray right. for it in the Our Father. Thy yep. kingdom come, thy, thy will be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, that's not less of a pe- petition as it is, it, it is a proclamation. Yep. 
in heaven. You and I talked about this last week. Yep. At uh, the Bible Boys. In heaven, it is pure God. There, there, there is no descent. His will is done there, and his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, taught us the prayer. Philip says, teach us how to pray, and he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means that earth is supposed to mimic the kingdom of heaven, that his will is being done. Do you think his will is that we go doing football all day Saturday and ignore the Lord when these Eucharistic adoration chapels need a place, when one out of five Catholics go to Mass on any given Sunday, still not rebounded from the great... great, Scandal of 2020. Yeah. It's Folks, it's time to time to wake up here. Yeah. Time is short. And uh, like you, you said... Here's, you here's another one for you. I was reading... i, I got to start footnoting these here. I, I can remember the content here. The... Uh, the the theo, theologian says that inflation of the currency is the price we pay for working on the Sabbath, for working on Sunday. Mm. While you're at the gas pump in the grocery store and you're trying to see where did all of the money go, I see a lot of people cutting their lawns, a lot of people putting on roofs and shingles or whatever whatever it is. And I even see the post office and Amazon <laughs> delivering on Sunday. Yeah. You know, I order, and it gets delivered by truck. I don't need it on Sunday. Yeah. And I don't want you working on Sunday delivering what I don't need on Sunday. Right. Yeah. I can, I mean, I, I don't know when that all started, but uh, it, it, was, it, it was a while ago because... The post office never, what? never worked on Sunday. I, I'm sorry, you know. And, you know, <laughs> talk about adding to inflation. What are they getting per hour I, I, I on Sunday, I right? <laughs> Jeez. I I'm know. sorry. <laughs> if you can't get it right in the yeah. first six days, yeah, just take a day off and did. think about it. Yeah. Maybe Monday will be better. Yeah, exactly. But, by the way, Columbus Day they're off. No, in, in indigenous, the indigenous people's day, yeah, day people's right day, yeah, exactly, yeah. So you can't, yeah. you as a society and as individuals in a society and as a church and as individuals in our church, we cannot continue to anger God. He will give us what we want. If we don't want Him, He'll hide His face. Yeah, where is He? Well, in that homily I heard today, you know, it was just like it was so interesting. Well, what Father Mark said in his uh, Bible study, you will get what you deserve when the time comes. So, you know, and you think about that, and it's just like, okay, so how have you lived your life, you know? Mm. How have you lived your life? Oh, so everything was more important than, so you gave me one hour a week. Or 50 minutes or 45, maybe you walked out right after communion, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that therefore you didn't even attend Mass because if you walk out before the final blessing, it doesn't count anyhow. So, you know, it's just like, 
you know, when the time comes, God will give you what you deserve. And, you know, I, I think about that all the time. And I thought, I thought about today as I heard Father Mark talk about it. And I'm going like, wow, you know what? You know, it's like Father Chris said in his homily, none of us are perfect. He said, I do stuff all, you know, every day that's wrong anyhow. We've probably got some guys know, on so. the air right now on the mobile app that are listening to this, Mark, and they're thinking, come on, get off of it, guys. What, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Here, here's the point, folks. You, you asked earlier, Mark, when did all of this start to change? Well, 1971, two, three was a good was a was a good milestone. A lot of things changed for the worse nearly immediately when that Supreme Court decision was put in here. So that's 49 years old. And then before that, you had the uh, the great decade of the 1960s. So there's another 10, 12, 14 years there on top of 49. So that's 59. That's mid-70s. So most everyone who's listening to this right now, you'd capture more than 80 or 90 percent of the people that are under 70 years old. Here's the point. What's the point of that? The point is this. You've grown up in an environment where you didn't know a society that had a pale resemblance to the kingdom of God. And so when you hear what we're talking about now, you can't connect the dots. Right. Because you don't know this is this is where it is. We we've grown up with consumerism, cell phones. Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's make a pact with them. How about you spend as much time this next week on your cell phone as you spend with God. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. What What are the average? I mean, the average yeah. time that people spend on smell smell phones. Yeah. Maybe they do. Are, maybe they are smell phones, smartphones, cell phones. TV, internet, cell phones is now an average. It's almost up to eight hours per day. This is your God. Eight hours a day. This is your God. Eight hours a day, not eight. a week. Eight Nine. hours a day. Uh, yeah. A day. And when you take them away from children, teenagers, yeah. guess what happens? They start to go into withdrawal, addictive withdrawal. What would happen if every man, woman, and child, especially the teenagers, spent eight hours a day in communion with God? Might make a minor change. Might make a minor change. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, you know, it was interesting last week when I heard that comment on uh, Patrick Madrid when he said the number one reason that the uh, kids and uh, teenagers, when you say, I'm going to take your cell phone away, they said, well, you can't do that because I will then lose my security system with you. I won't have a connection with you. If I get in trouble, I won't have anything, nobody to call. And so they put this guilt back on the parents that that's, that's the reason they want the cell phone. Really? Yeah. How many, how many of these kids actually call their parents, you know, and say, hey, I, I'm in trouble? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we asked the question yeah. rhetorically, have the yeah. bishops lost their position in the public square? 
as a moral authority. I think we could ask the same question of parents. Parents, yeah, exactly. Have they lost their position as the moral authority in the family? I don't see any parents, maybe a few parents, that stand up to their children and say, you're right, you need a phone, here's a flip phone. Yeah. And you need it only when you leave the house. Put in the charger when you come in the back door. Yeah. Yeah. But to your point earlier about what you said about the decades and stuff of, you know, I I mean, I remember growing up, I I mean, I was born in 52, so I'm an old duffer. But I'll tell you what, growing up, things changed in the 60s with Vietnam and then the whole uh, love generation and all that. And ever since then, it to me, it has gone downhill. It has never rebounded to where we were back in the 50s. Or, you know, I mean, and I will just say that because back in the 50s, we all went to church together. We all, you know, we, we did a lot of stuff together with families and dinners and, and celebrations and well, holidays. Well, there was no thought on Sunday of doing anything other than oh. going to Mass well, and then exactly. getting together. And Three generations of Hagers, well, exactly. Grandma, Grandpa, yeah. Mom and Dad, and all the little Hagers and, getting together for a uh, pot roast. Oh, yeah. And that meal took at least, hours. At least oh, a couple exactly. hours to get going on right now. Now we've got traveling baseball and soccer teams and yeah. little uh, little football guys. I forget what they call that uh, football league. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it'd be nice to get back to those days. You know, it well, really think, would. You know. we're, we're on the eve of the election. We're on the uh, eve of the, uh, of the winter setting in here. Folks... This, the only way, I, and if you think the election box is going to get us out of the kinds of horrific items, that's only one step. That's one step. And it's not the first step. No. The first step is prayer, and you've got to get into these adoration chapels. Mark, what's the contact information, email, phone, address? What do we got well, to do? Well, for Melissa, it's five, Melissa Knoll. It's 563-564-6365, and uh, it's Power Prayer Adoration Chapel. It's St. Anthony's, and... Uh, like I said, we're we're in so much need of adorers to step up and, and help us out. It's amazing. You know, just we just pray for that every single day. So more than the chapel needing adorers, the adorers need the chapel. Yeah. Boy. We you know, this this is the cure for most everything that ails you. I, you know, the, somebody said the other day here. We, we, they had a, a healing, a miracle in their life. You know, one of, the, one of the family members had just horrific surgeries and tumors and all of that here. And, and they, they, looked, they didn't know what they were up for, but looked at me. Well, we've gone to this clinic and to this. We've been to Rochester and uh, to Iowa City, and we're, we're all over here. And, and they finally, as a last resort, we started to pray. <laughs> Oh, the last resort. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Folks, yeah. you know, 
if if you're not laughing out loud right now, folks, because you've all heard this, somebody in your in your network, your family, your neighbors, your your coworkers, as a last resort, I prayed. Mm. Which is in some ways yeah. scriptural. Uh, the the woman with the uh, yeah the hemorrhage the hemorrhage for twelve yeah. years. Yep. Except the fact that Christ was <laughs> only in his public ministry for a year at that point, so she could be excused yeah. for twelve years. She had to spend her money on the physicians. Christ wasn't around. Yeah. Uh, although the uh, the God was there before, but they were waiting for Christ. You're listening to the chatter. Mark Hager, Tom Oglesby, we're in at the end of segment two. We'll be back after these announcements on the KCRD mobile app. This is the Chatterbox, the chatter on the KCRD mobile app. Mark, it's just you and me here. I, I miss the rhythm of uh, yeah, Colleen. Yeah, here. exactly. I hate to say well, that out loud. Why don't we talk a little bit about the consecration before we move on to other headlines and stuff. So, so. this is important, folks. If you need a consecration uh, book, call 563-231-3545, 563-235-3545. Four or five, or go to um, the website. Send an email info at kcrd-fm.org. Now, the consecration we're speaking about is the Saint Louis de Montfort consecration, thirty-three day consecration to Jesus through Mary. There's several of these. We think uh, we love Saint Louis de Montfort's version. Not that the others aren't worthy, but there's something about Louis. They err. Monday, excuse me, uh, midnight, 6 a.m., 12 o'clock noon, and 6 p.m. We started on the 5th of November, which was Saturday, and we will go through the Immaculate Conception on December 8th. This is a good way to get closer to Christ. They range from 10, 12 minutes. uh, Some of the days get 28 minutes or whatever, but again, if you can't spend time with the one you love. If, yeah. if you're telling me you don't have that time to pray that consecration, come on, folks. Step it up. Step it up. I'm going to give a challenge here. Throw the cable boxes out. Save yourself 100 bucks a month. Yeah, no doubt. Get rid of the video games. Yeah. Do something for your children that will save their souls. And be careful of the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. I without just, breaking I, the seal of confession, actually, actually, while I'm speaking to priests around here, without breaking the seal of confession, you folks that are listening, don't blush. The priests know how much pornography is going on in homes. It's ripping your families and your marriages apart. 
It's addition by way of subtraction. Yep. Cut it out. Cut it out. It was just in the gospel here. If, you're, if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Well, he wasn't talking about your eye. He might be talking about your laptop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or the cable. Might be talking about your cable box. There you go. Yep. Might be talking about your traveling baseball team. Well, and that was, it was an interesting conversation I had with one of our other nights a couple of weeks ago because we were talking about the cost of, uh, I, I've got Mediacom, and it's it's out of control anymore how much that costs. So I was talking to him about what he's doing, and, and he switched over to something else. I'm not going to mention it here, but he said, you know, it just you know, cut their costs like $50 a month. But he said, boy, do you got to be careful where you go because he said all of a sudden, the clicks are on, and it's pornography, and it's it's filth, and it's just it just. He said it's right there at every click of the button, and I'm going like, well, I'm sorry, I don't want to go down that road, you know, because it's it's bad enough. I mean, there's not much of it on, you know, that I mean, we don't have any of the other channels other than just the basic media comp stuff, but there's not much on there that you know is I mean is totally offensive, mm-hmm. but these other ones. Oh, I guess it's right there at your fingertips. So you really got to be careful where you're going. We're going to be airing a talk that was given at the University of Wisconsin Platteville at St. Augustine's over the weekend. Uh, actually, it was first Friday. It was the fourth, uh, November fourth. I'm drawing a blank on the professor from the university. It's about an hour-long talk. It's it might be an hour and a half with the questions. We've got to uh, do some editing, and we're gonna we're gonna talk. Uh, you're gonna listen to him. We're gonna air it a couple of times, and then it'll be on demand in the mobile app. Keyword KCRD at the stores. The the addictions that are going on. What's what's happening to society to families? Here's a college professor, the University of Wisconsin who says that college freshmen coming in here can't hold conversations with other people because they are so addicted to cell phones and texting that they, they've they lost the art of conversation. That's one of the takeaways of what's going on here. Wow. We're going to wow. get that up on, on kcrd-fm.org. I wish I could remember a professor's name right now. Somebody came in here. The cleaning lady has come in and grabbed some of my notes here. We had it on last week's show, and we promoted it, and uh, she didn't think we were going to talk about it this week here. But it was better than advertised, this presentation here, just out of this world. You can see it right now on uh, Pioneer Catholic on YouTube. Go to the Pioneer Catholic at the UW Platteville YouTube channel. You'll be blown away by what's going on with our families as a result of technology. Well, and I've heard this, you know, over and over for a number of years, and it's, I I know it's true. The devil will do anything to distract you from spending time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So what's he do? He keeps it, it, it constantly putting new stuff in front of us. 
you know, the cell phones, the computers, the laptops, and the, uh, you know, the TVs, the sports at all times, you know, the, the online gambling now is out, oh, of, right. uh, is out of control. I mean, just look at that. Well, one of the takeaways so, of Friday night's talk was that the Internet exists. Think of this. It's not an information gateway. The Internet exists to take your money. The only reason the Internet exists is to extract money from you. That's its design. That's its purpose. And yeah, it's not just your. What you say the guy's name was? Oh, the devil. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's not just your monthly bill. It's the Amazons. It's the I mean you name it. It's out there. It's it's you know, Overstock.com. It's like whatever you go to, they all want your money. That's you know. Well, and it's the, the it's, the, it's time. the adrenaline rushes, the endorphins yeah. that go along with us here. Because yeah. when you place that order, oh, I feel good because I just got something, and it's going to come for me. Yeah, it's going to come shipped to my door. It's going to come shipped to my door <laughs> on Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, isn't it though? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I love the uh, National Catholic Register. This is part of EWTN's global media, National Catholic Register. If you don't have a subscription, consider it. Um, This is one of the recent issues, October to November 5th. Headline, front page, New tensions over Vatican II underlie theological clashes. Subtitle, 60 years later, once settled debates are reopened this is by the senior editor jonathan lytle this is this is worth uh, worth reading uh, the purpose of the synod was to remain uh, synod was and remains to prolong in the life and mission of the church the spirit of the second vatican council says cardinal gretch who's leading the church's ongoing synod on synodality he writes in the message, if you're not following what's going on in the church, it's, it's probably not a bad thing to do. Um, these next couple years, with the 60th anniversary of, of Vatican II, the spirit of Vatican II, um, which is a lot like the spirit of Christmas f- future, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Because if that the, doesn't put a, a picture in your face, or d- didn't the Pope now extend the synod for another year? Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's so it's not, now it's out to twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, it's the never ending synod. Yeah, coming on. Here. Well, they're, they're trying to. I think they're trying to uh, what lasso in the uh, the German bishops, <laughs> Just maybe get them under control. Or who knows? I mean, that's a mess over there, boy. Holy. Well, that's a subject I think most people listening don't really understand unless you're tuned into a couple of uh, uh, media outlets, um, National Catholic Register, The World Over with Raymond Arroyo continues to be a uh, source of truth, and uh, he, he needs one of those Ghostbuster uh, outfits with the, with the uh, vacuum hose on the back. Uh, there, there's a lot of misinformation going on out there. Wow. But yes. I don't know anybody that stood up and told the uh, German bishops to uh, 
yeah, shut up get, and sit down. <laughs> well, to to get in line. Get in line, yeah. That'd be another, you know. No, I I haven't heard one thing said about them. I mean, it just seems like all they're doing is putting forth all this unjust untruths. I you know whatever. I, you know I I don't know how to even say it, but you call I them mean, lies. Lies would yeah. be a good thing, you know, but. I mean, even coming out against the, you know, what the teachings of the Catholic Church are, it's just like, really? Why wouldn't somebody, why wouldn't somebody from the Vatican step up and say, "That's enough, we've we've we're done with you guys," you know? I I don't know, I I don't get it. I mean, if you know, if the priest, if our priest came out and said something out of line, the arch, I'm sure the Archbishop would step on him in a, in a heartbeat. Well, you got, but, you you hit know. the rewind button here. You're asking the question, why wouldn't someone at the Vatican or at the con- bishops' conferences or whatever? In the, if you're raising children or you've ever managed people in business or, or volunteers, whatever it is, if something, well, one, the clinical definition of disappointment is not meeting expectations clinically mark you're disappointed yeah two if people aren't meeting your expectations in this instance in the context of the conversation with the german bishops there's only two possibilities why people are not speaking out one is the other either cannot do it they cannot speak out against it or they will not will speak not. out about it. Yeah. Now, the first cannot speak out against it. Is there some impediment? You know, they've lost their voice. They've been they've been told they can't speak out about it. They they have some kind of threat against them. The second option here is they will not do it, which means they don't have the the desire they don't have the the uh, capacity, uh, capacity to do that yeah, exactly those are the only two possibilities that yeah. are out there this goes back to your question in segment one about bishop glory and um you know wh- yeah. what why now why now why yeah. now what, uh, yeah a week before the elections good you know. good time yeah. thank you yeah it would have been nice to have it hit the statement been a repetition of the statements of the last 60 years. Well, and, and you got Cardleone in San Francisco, right, that came out last year and said this mm-hmm. and pretty much got slapped down, I would, you know, from, you know, the, you, you don't, you know, you, you don't say that. You, you welcome these sinners into the, you know, and I'm like, no, you don't. You slap these sinners down and you tell them no, to no, repent. No, 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 you don't. So, oh. <laughs> slap them down. Before you hit that email send, folks, don't you don't slap the sinner down. Are you getting enough vegetables? Not yet. I don't no, think so. Yeah. You're, you're, I, I'm, I'm low on green beans you, tonight. Well, well, so. you're, no, you're full of beans right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't slap the sinner down. You, you bring the sinner back to center. The, what, remember, it's the spiritual works oh, of mercy. Right. Admonish oh, the sinner. Admonish. Ad, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean slap them oh, down. Instructing the ignorant <laughs> is not a slap down. Counseling the doubtful is not a slap down here. 
But you have to say, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm just one of these guys that just, you, know, you have to say, you have to stand up and say, you're wrong on where you stand. If you stand for abortion, you're wrong. You need to come uh, to Jesus on this. Understand that. But we have to love these people who are wrong theologically and politically and practically. We have to love them as much as Christ loves them, as much as Christ loves us. True. True. Because we're all sinners. <laughs> we're all sinners. And here's the other thing. We said it earlier. The end of the world's coming for all of us, some of us early earlier than others. But if you think of the Christian life as a hundred mile journey, everybody is at a different milestone on that hundred mile journey, hopefully commencing or concluding at the face of Jesus Christ, looking right. him square in the face, and he says, come ye, my beloved, enter my kingdom where the Lord has prepared a special place for you. A special place for you. So we, we pray that. So resist the temptation just because you have some knowledge that they don't right now so that you don't crush the poor soul. Yeah. Well, that, or, that or put the eighth <laughs> spiritual work of mercy in here, which is when all else fails, just beat them down. Beat them down. <laughs> you can't do that, Mark. Oh. Well, Tom, I got to tell you, in, in this, the Bible study that we're doing, I, I told Donna the other day, I said, it is so interesting to, to be going through Kings and seeing all, all these guys right away going like, oh, I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow God. I'm going to do all of his stuff. And as soon as they get any wealth or power, they say, let's worship Baal. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes. It's just like, and, and they all. Sure. They all follow that same path. It's just like, seriously? Well, we've been <laughs> talking about this for an hour, Mark. It's it's America is the most affluent nation in in history, and we don't need God here. We yeah. don't need God in Iowa, Illinois, and yeah. Wisconsin. Here, we 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 got something better going. Yeah. If I don't get there this Sunday, yeah. If I don't get here the rest of the year, I'll go at Christmas. If I don't make Christmas, maybe Easter. Yeah. The story I read today was like the one guy says, "Well, well, King, look at the Assyrians have all this power and wealth, and they follow Baal. Why don't we just do that too?" And he says, "Hey, that's a good idea." <laughs> it's just like, seriously, you didn't learn from your father <laughs> or your grandfather. It's like, oh no, I didn't. Sorry. And yeah, you know, maybe this is what we should do. We we get a new program. We'll call. The Bible with Mark, and we'll have you do the the, yeah. the paraphrasing of what's going. You weren't doing the comic book Bible, were you? Yes, I was. You were doing the comic part, well, part of it, part of it. I no, I was listening to Father Mark today, but then I thought, boy, this this is exactly what these guys did. I, it was it was just interesting that they one right after the other, they all did the same thing, and I'm thinking. Seriously, you didn't learn from anybody, you know? I, I don't know. I just don't get it. But I'm not very smart, so. But one last comment I want to make is is you talk about several times in in the last episode, you always 
you know, like we, we'll talk about an event or something that happens, and you always say, drill down a little deeper. Mm. Well, as Joe Biden says, there's no more drilling. End of, end of, end of subject. There's no more drilling down. Really? <laughs> That's what Joe Biden said when, yesterday. I no more. We're no more drilling. <laughs> I'm happy to say yesterday was Sunday, and I was fasting from anyone speaking about drilling. Oh, well, there we are. We didn't know what we were going to talk about, and we still don't know what we were talking about. Episode 65 of The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD and the KCRD mobile app where you can listen to this and you can hit rewind and say, did he really say did he that? Really say that? In, In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Glory be. To the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mothers, it's safe to bring the children out. See you all next week. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.